0: This episode falls under the category of licensed private investigators, and in this story, the type of investigation had to do with documenting the activities of an estranged spouse. There was a couple that were in the process of a divorce, and our client was the wife in this relationship. And the parties have already separated and split up. They were living separately. The husband had basically moved out. And ironically, the, the husband had moved in with a girlfriend. And this girlfriend was known to the wife, uh, it wasn't a secret anymore. Um, and the reason that the, the wife, the spouse in this case, had wanted to do surveillance is not to discover this girlfriend, because it was already known, but there was some troubling information about the work habits, the, the person's um, occupation, and the visitation with the daughter. And here's how that went. The daughter in this case was early teens, we won't identify the exact year, but early teens and had a very serious medical condition. It wasn't chronic, it wasn't deadly, but it was something that had recurring treatment that was needed. And the husband spouse in this case had regular visitation with this daughter, but what the wife was observing is the husband was not taking up these visitation opportunities. So let's say they had, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they weren't showing up for visitation. They weren't taking advantage of that visitation, maybe one time a week. And the daughter was very disturbed by this. She was troubled. She wanted to see her father. She wanted to spend time with him and especially since she had these medical treatments, she wanted him to help support her in these treatments and comfort her. And he, he was not taking part in that. At the same time, the spouse was in the, in the process, the, the wife, uh, client spouse of determining spousal maintenance, alimony and child support, but had noticed that the reported income of the husband had dropped and was, wondering why that happened, especially since the husband had said part of the reason that he could not spend time with the daughter was because he was working too much, spending too many hours at work. So the two things didn't add up. So the client, the the wife, the former wife, soon to be former wife, had contacted us to basically do surveillance and do some research investigation on the husband to find out what the heck is going on. So we set up a schedule and a plan for monitoring the activities of this person. And now, remember, we've done many, many surveillance cases and, you know, we find cheating spouses and scammers and fraudsters and all kinds of different situations. But this had a very unique and interesting chain of events. The surveillance really only went one or two days, but even in that one day, it was such a comedy of errors that to this day, we still talk about it. So the surveillance was set up on a very particular day that the daughter was supposed to have a treatment and go to the hospital and begged the father, please, please come with me to the, the to doctor to help me because I'm gonna be scared. And the husband said, ah, I don't know if I can, I might be too busy, um, maybe I'll meet up with you later. And the wife knew from that historical response that he never was gonna show up. So we start our surveillance early that morning we had a team that was set up at the house well before sunrise. Uh, and sometimes in this case, it was a gated community. We had people walking around the community just to make sure that we were observing, uh, cause it's tough to get a car in sometimes observing what the habits were. So the, um, husband gets up. Um, he doesn't leave the house until ten thirty. And the, the medical treatment was supposed to be happening at 10. So he didn't go to work at eight. He didn't go to work at nine. He didn't go to work at 10. He left the house at 1030. So we had a plan to follow him. Presumably he's going to work. Well, guess what? He did go to work. His office was maybe 10 or 15 minutes away. He went there, stayed in his office for only another 10 or 15 minutes immediately got back in his car and left so we followed him at 10 30 or at this time closer to 11 o'clock he went directly to Hooters restaurant and at Hooters restaurant he ordered wings a pitcher of beer and he started chowing down and drinking again this is 11 o'clock in the morning on a weekday when his daughter's in the hospital okay we've seen some bad stuff this isn't axe murderer type stuff but it's very concerning so he's drinking he's got a pitcher of beer fortunately our investigator got a great photo where um he had his beer and his wings on the table and one of the hooters girls was walking down the hallway towards the kitchen and he leaned over to kind of check her out and we had a great picture of him with the pitcher of beer the wings and him checking out the hooters girl Walking away from him. so that was classic. After he he drinks one and a half pitchers of beer by himself, mind you, he gets up, pays a bill, goes out to his car. Fortunately, we had another operator that was able to go in and get a copy of the the check, a copy of the bill showing he had a pitcher and a half of beer. Um, he paid for it, his name was on the receipt, and, and so we had that documentation. So where does he go next? Now it's a little afternoon, a little after 12 o'clock. He leaves there and goes to um a gambling facility uh, this is in south florida that he went to the dog track and so he goes and he's at the dog track and he's gambling he's drinking more he's having some hard liquor you know this is just after lunchtime, one o'clock 1 drinking he stays there for a few hours gambling um we get a contact from the wife saying that he said he's leaving work pretty soon he wants to come pick up the daughter Well, we told her that, you know, he's been drinking a lot. Maybe it's not a good idea to let him drive. So the wife arranges for the new girlfriend of this husband, of this guy, to do the driving. She made up some story about how the daughter wanted to see the girlfriend because they were friends. You know, this new girlfriend was, you know, a, um, a friendly person, a nice person uh, and, and, um, had a good relationship with the daughter. So, you know, she made the daughter say, look, I want you to, to come and I want you to drive. So they arranged it. So this guy wouldn't be driving. So the guy goes home, picks up his new girlfriend, goes and picks up the daughter, the, the new girlfriend drives and they go to, you know, one of these chain places like Chili's or TGI Fridays, whatever it was. He has a couple more drinks with, you know, with the, the, new extended family with his new girlfriend and with his daughter and after dinner he, they bring the daughter home he goes home he drops off the um, new girlfriend at the house and this was getting close to 9 o'clock eight thirty, nine o'clock and um, our investigators you know we had a block of time for surveillance so we stayed a little longer just to see if there was any other activity Close to 10 o'clock, he leaves the house again by himself and drives to an apartment and he stays the night. Come to find out he's got another girlfriend on the side of his new girlfriend. Um, Needless to say, reporting all of these facts, documentation, photos to the spouse was helpful. At the same time, we were also able to develop information about what was going on with the job. We had a couple other investigators approach the company where this person was working, where the husband was working, and pretend to be potential customers. This particular person was a salesperson; he sold industrial type equipment, and pretended to be a customer and ask, um, you know, about buying something and, and pricing and whatnot. And through some very clever investigation and talking to the owner, talking to the manager under the pretense of being a potential customer over the course of a week or two, discovered that the reason that the income was lower is that the husband's spouse had requested to his employer boss that he withhold his commissions for some period of time. Basically just pay him his regular salary, a couple of little extra bonuses, but hold back his commission so he wouldn't be showing as high of an income. These commissions were going into basically a savings account within the company to be released at a, a later date. Once this was proven and established, the owner of the company had to testify to that in the divorce hearing, so that not only were these income historical income withholdings revealed, but it was shown that the husband-spouse was acting in bad faith. Uh, And needless to say, the result for the client-wife-spouse was was very well, that she was able to negotiate a favorable um, visitation schedule, a favorable uh, financial settlement, and also had some requirements for ongoing monitoring for Uh, the alcohol use, and also the financial uh, aspect of the person's employment to make sure that proper reporting was being done. And once the boss knew that he was liable for fraud, if he continued to assist, you know, he was not really interested in covering for the employer or the employee anymore. So this is the case of the um, three, um, four-timing Hooters-Joneser that, couldn't leave well enough alone. He had his, his wife that he had recently broken up with, his new girlfriend, and then he was had another side girlfriend that was secreted to both of them, and he was spending time at Hooters at 11 o'clock in the morning when his very young daughter was getting medical treatment. So the case of the Hooters-Joneser was one that had many, many twists and turns uh, and went well beyond what the expectations were for a typical um, heel of a former spouse uh, that uh, was of interest to all parties.